And turns out he had like one of those with like 22 inch mags on it, spinners, <laughs> and like the most fucking outrageous sound system in it. Just like went to town in the most random, like just piece of Lego car. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, you ordinary film. Not for radio, summer edition. G'day there, big or small herbs. Uh, good to be back in for a Tuesday. Uh, cheers for choosing us once again. We appreciate it for taking up just a small part of your day. Uh, Jane Dunk, back for your uh, Not For Radio. Have a go at this. Now, this is an absolute mind melter. Uh, this was a, a like a, uh, I guess, an, an experiment on how two of the same thing can revolt against one another. So this is a, an experiment. If you put 100 black, black ants and 100 red ants into a jar... And if nothing will happen. They'll basically just mince around each other and, and it's sweet. But Are they building separate colonies? Yeah, basically. They're just getting, getting on. They'll with, work it out. Yeah, with their day-to-day life, they don't have any problem with each other. Mm. But if you shake the jar, the ants will start killing each other. Oh. Uh, the red ants is will that be- what's happening to planet Earth at the moment? Just wait. Red ants will believe that the black is the enemy, white, while the black ants uh, believe that the red ants are the enemy. But the real enemy is who? The person shaking the jar. The person who shook the jar. The same is true in our society. Before we start to fight each other, we must ask ourselves, who is shaking the fucking jar? Yeah, man, let's go and fucking take the kneecaps out. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Am I going rogue on this? No, but I'm just saying there is, there is a, it's a, it's once you, once you yeah. marinate in that for quite some time, it is a crazy, crazy thing to think about. Sort oh, of like, why, do, you know why do we, why is it that we, as an example, is watching, is it, uh, 1823 yeah, uh, yeah unreal. 1923 yeah and watching how they watching how they were handling the the Catholic school was ha- handling uh, the indigenous Indian uh, girls that were a part of that school that boarding school horrific instantly made my skin crawl instantly um, got my heart rate up and made me angry and that is true across basically every single continent that there is on the on the planet That's with one it's... group sort of dominating another group and it's just it's it just a yuck since... watch eh? It's happened since basically religions, really. Yeah. Like since the religion came about, then you can control mass amounts of people and then uh, yeah, you can serve, serve, well try and force it upon other people. I'm not saying religion's bad. No. Some people need religion in their life. Yeah. But that's when it's, you started to be able to control mass amounts of people. There's a great book called... Um, Sapiens? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. They, t- they break it, it down perfectly, that. eh? Because otherwise you can only control, like I think it's maximum 200 people Yeah. without them believing in something bigger then um, you just standing up and saying, like, yo, dinner's at six, we've got a lion coming in, we're going to eat it. Which was basically the, the premise of um, <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but deep though, isn't it? That's just, think about that. Think about that the next time you have an altercation or, or if you there is a person whose beliefs you're opposed to, and who is shaking the jar that you sit within? Just a real, um, just to dial it back even further to like a more everyday thing. When you're driving on the road and someone's fucking angry and on their horn, like in the last year or so, I've changed my mindset. Normally, I, I used to be like, fuck you, back and like rip the bird and then fucking tailgate a little bit in, in my big Chevy Suburban. <laughs> but now I think instantly like, fuck, what's going on in their day to make them be up yeah. that tight? It'd be shit to be them right now. And then I'm like, oh, shit, if they had some really bad news today and they're just fucking angry at the world. Yeah. Like you don't know what is cooking in someone's pot, you know? So Yeah. The, um, the other one was if you're on a motorway and you all you see is cars, but that's just the transportation of the people that are within them. Mm. And they could be 
absolutely petrified to be behind the wheel. Uh, they could be, like you said, really stressed out. They might be heading off to be, um, you know, a disciplinary meeting or they might be getting, you know, on their way to see a loved one or whatever it is. You just dehumanise people because you just see a big metal box around them. Yeah, and you judge them on their car. A little yeah, yeah. Fucking, who would have bought one of those fucking, what are they, Nissan Cubes, whatever they are. Jesus Christ, out of all the vehicles. One of our, the greatest rock listeners to our radio show, Ordinary Phil, had one of those. And... Uh, I ripped him out one one day on air, and I didn't actually know he had one. And he was like, "Whoa, donkey! <laughs> like, what are you ripping me out for?" And I was like, "What? Have you got one?" And turns out he had like one of those with like twenty two inch mags on it, spinners, <laughs> and like the most fucking outrageous sound system in it. Just like went to town with the most random like just piece of Lego car. <laughs> Get on your ordinary film. I know you'll be listening. He listens a lot. Yeah. He used to call a lot, but now he's gone up the food chain at work, so he, he's too he can't busy. be on the blower all day he's like too he busy. used to be. Can I get a hoya? Not for radio. Have a got this for just straight up fucking hectic. This is a news story uh, read out by an Australian newsreader from overseas. A two-year-old boy is lucky to be alive, surviving being swallowed whole by a hippopotamus. The Ugandan toddler was playing next to a lake when the hippo launched and swallowed him. Incredibly, the little boy was vomited back up after locals stoned the hippo. One of the hippos straight from the Lake Katre, and uh, it found this two-year-old male juvenile Igapol playing, and then it swallowed him. A two-year-old boy is lucky to be... Oh, same thing again. Yeah, mate, imagine that. Let's sing us some songs that can uh, could play under her reading the news story. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you've clearly got one. I've got one. <laughs> I'm the mother of the rhinoceros. My beasts are fat and the birds are on my back and I'm horny. I'm horny. If you choose to proceed, you will indeed concede. Cause I hit you with my flow, the wild rhyme or stampede. I'm not just wild, I'm trained, domesticated. I was raised by a rapper and rider that dated and subsequently procreated. That's how it goes. Here's the hip hop hippopotamus, the hip hop hip hop. They call me the hip hop hippopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. Iconic Flight of the Concords. Sometimes my rhymes are polite, and I think of a denim is right. That was very delicious. Good night. Sometimes they're obscene, like a pornographic dream. NC-17 with ladies in a stream of margarine. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, some margarine. They call me the hippopotamus. Flows that glow like phosphorus. Popping off the top of this esophagus. Rocking this metropolis. I'm not a large water-dwelling mammal. Where did you get that preposterous hypothesis? Did Steve tell you that perchance? <laughs> Steve. Steve. Those couple nice. of absolute legends that changed the game when it came to comedy. Yeah. Really did. Put New Zealand on the map in terms of uh, the it New did. Zealand style There of was comedy. literally zero, like a very fringe comedy scene in Auckland and New Zealand before they blew up. And now mm. there's like a um, the New Zealand International Comedy Festival. There's like comedy shows left, right and centre. Like we were light years behind everyone else and they really sped yeah. us up. Yeah, uh, Kiwi comedians that have got Netflix specials now as a result of, uh, I guess, them cracking Multiple. open the door. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Steve O's, uh, this is, a, this is a, a clip of Steve O explaining when he got uh, into a bit of trouble. Take me to jail with no shirt, no shoes, and a fucking, uh, and I get reared. They, they, go to your property, you know, when they process you into jail. And so they pull out a bag of cocaine and they, re- <laughs> they, they re-arrest me at the jail. Oh my God. So I'm, in the, so, so I'm in there for like three days or something and it's on the news and then the apartment building's fucking over me even though I rented four apartments in the building. One Why was, did you rent four? Because one was a skate park. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> one, one, ah, one, ah, one Classic Steve-O. Only he now could operate I don't know what the other ones were. Yeah, the, you'd have to check out his whole interview with uh, with Joe Rogan. He is a freaking hectic individual. Um, so uh, there's a couple of comments here on the video. Uh, how can one casually suggest that one of your four apartments <laughs> in the building is a designated skate park? Uh, that was at the height of the, uh, the jackass fame where he was just making money Hand over fist. Oh, here we go. Um, the other three were like a business area for an office, another one where he mostly stayed at and lived, and then another one where he hung out with, uh, and then another one where he'd sleep with people. So I don't know, yeah. a mixture of those things. <laughs> Probably that the last bit happened <laughs> at all of them. A bad little setup, eh? Oh, man, you know what? I just really need another apartment. Why is that? So I can build a skate park in it. I can't be asked. Do you know what I thought we could do? Because I know we keep playing these things. It's probably pissing the people off in the UK and Ireland. Jay and Dunk's summer of Not For Radio. Obviously, uh, right in the depths of winter over there at the moment. And I feel for you, because our winter is shit too, except you probably get a little less sunlight than what we do Mm. in New Zealand. Um, And I was thinking, I was like, what is like one of the classic things that uh, I used to do in winter in New Zealand? And we would go, so we would play rugby. And because I lived in Canterbury, it's a big area, and the club, all the club rugby, you had to get buses. You know, like sometimes there'd be an hour and a half bus ride to the foot, the rugby ground. You play the game, and then you do a pub crawl on the way back, and normally end up at like a country party at someone's farm. You wonder how that w- would even be funded. Like that's not a f- that's no small undertaking to just load up a bus and everyone pay to go and play club I think footy. It must been under subs. Like you play. Yeah, but what's your subs? Your subs would be less than a hundred bucks a year. Yeah, one hundred, one fifty, something like that. So it doesn't add up. Yeah, which sponsors is- club sponsors? I don't know. We yeah. used to. Um, we also used to have fucking mean fish and chip feeds. Everyone used to come to our club for a like sick fish and chip. It's t- t- uh, you turn up to other ones, it'd just be like a sausage and bread. We'd have like fucking fish bites and a half like deep fried spuds and fucking you know chips and stuff. We good. would we Hot would dogs. we'd play uh, schools like Kings and St Kent's in their first fifteen, and their spreads that they would put on would be like fucking sit down dinners, lardy da, fucking seven course degustation wine matching. And what does it cost a year to go to Kings? <laughs> yeah, 40,000 a term. There you go. <laughs> Is it actually? Ah, oh, it's not far off that. My father-in-law went to Wellington College in forty thousand dollars a term. Yeah, so he, my father-in-law, went to Wellington College in the UK, and people that live in the UK will know how many students they got at Kings. Sorry, ah, uh, oh, shit ton. Like they've got boys and girls in there too. So when I played them, they there's basically only boys, and I think they might have had sixth and seventh form as girls. But then they've got King's Prep as well. So you basically pay that to send your kids to primary school. That's fucked. Yeah. But Wellington College was another one of these uh, very, you know, like well-to-do. So Bryce went? No, nah, Wellington College in the UK. Oh, okay. So I think it's one of the one of the founding schools that basically invented the game of rugby. Oh yes. And uh, and they've got they they came on a tour out here, and my father in law hosted them at his house for like a dinner, and they are like another level of wealth again. They are next level, absolutely next level. Like they've got golf courses and Olympic swimming pools and bar at their freaking joint. Like it's unfucking real. Shit, that'd be good fun to be there, Rich, wouldn't it? Yeah, and so especially uh, being born into it because you didn't have to do the work. Yeah, in order for my boys to go there, he's basically put them on a wait list so they have a year thirteen option if they want to go there and take it like a gap year and go to go to Wellington College as students for what? a year. They're yeah. already on the wait list. Yeah, and they're eight. Well, he put them on the wait list when they're born. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, but I think that was something like that was like one hundred and eighty k New Zealand to go there for a year for both of them. Uh, so we, we went back to oh, here we go. Caleb's got a question. 
Jay, um, sorry to say, mate, you're you're a little bit off the mark there. Well, rugby college started rugby. Oh no, 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 not 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 that. I'm talking about King's College oh, fees. Oh, what's King's? Uh, Forty-five grand a year. So oh, a yeah. fuckload of weeds. So not not a turn, but that's still a fucking shitload of yeah. money. Yeah, man. Well, I I think my boarding school that I went to, New Plymouth Boys, was four thousand dollars a year, and as a boarder. Mine was five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, mate, there's, and there's a donation. Like, yeah, yeah my dad it. didn't pay it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but four grand. Mate, I'd send my kids away for four grand. Food, yeah. food and accommodation, four grand. Mate, where are you going to find that? Back to these country parties in oh, the middle sorry. of winter. And I was lying. It's only fifteen thousand pounds per um, term per student. So it'll be thirty thousand times four. Nah, see, so yeah, one hundred twenty thousand pounds for the boys to go there in their sim. Pounds or New Zealand dollars. Pounds. <sighs> that is wild. So you're probably not far off one hundred eighty grand. Uh, so we would do these big old uh, bloody piss-ups and you'd go past all the pubs on the way back and then you'd end up at a, normally like a bonfire and you'd be drinking in a wool shed or something or um, just out in the open. And I specifically remember how fucking stupid we were. And back then, um, I just did not see the mirror in a stubby cooler. <laughs> and so I'd be standing there and it'd be, like, hand. Yeah, it'd be like three degrees. I'd be in a rugby shirt and jeans and nothing else. And then the wind would start whipping up. You're holding an ice-cold beer in your hand you're basically slowly getting um hypothermia while getting drunk at the same time <laughs> and i remember having this real penny drop moment uh when i saw a picture of one of my sisters with their boyfriend at the time in australia and they had a stubby cooler but only because they drink with stubby coolers all year round and i just yeah. had this fucking absolute epiphany i'd be like oh my gosh it works in summer and winter it keeps your hand warm in winter and your beer cold in summer which is so, that's my little piece of advice and just a random thought I had when I was running the Harley in today is that the people listening in, uh, in the UK and, and Ireland don't turn your nose up at a stubby cooler. I wonder if people in the, in the Northern Hemisphere drink with a stubby cooler. Probably don't even call them stubbies, mate. Probably got no fucking idea what we're talking about. <laughs> On a tin chiller. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bit of wetsuit material that goes around your beer. I'm pretty sure they don't. But if you can find one, it used to be hard to find them in New Zealand back in the day. Now they're everywhere. I mean, your company fucking shits them. Yeah, mate, that's, that's one of our greatest bits of merch because you wrap it around any tin and it looks like one of ours. Um, speaking of the Northern Hemisphere here, was one last thing we want to play for you today. Uh, apologies for it being a bit of a dump of the great stuff I found on the internet. But uh, if you don't like it, you've got bad taste because this is all good shit. Here's a bloke <laughs> at the Isle of Man and uh, it's a very funny short interview and he's just quite honest. His name's John McGuinness. And, uh, oh, he's, he's great. Yeah, have a go. Uh, you know, no problems in the race and uh, the Dunlop tyres, everything was fantastic. The only little issue I had is I went at the bottom of Braille on the first lap before skiing came back and it was just a bit of chafage for like four for an hour and ten minutes, which is... That's it. I know it's... I know Too it's, much information. Well, it's live on the radio, but that's, that, that is a fact. Well, I'm not swearing, it's just there is a, there is a hood on there and it, it came back and it was... Uh, it was uh, an hour and a quarter of... Uh, <clears throat> chaffing on the on the zip so uh, maybe get Becky to check it out later on for me but it's one of the bucket list things for me to do is go and ride around the Isle of Man TT track but not at the pace in which they ride it and even just watching the race itself I think there's on average they had 15 people die a year that, that compete in that it's absolute chaos uh, that'll do for today, actually. Another light summer mm. edition. In fact, we've got a good 16, 17 minutes there. Thank you for choosing us. We'll be back tomorrow with another Not For Radio and a reminder of the radio show and back into full swing Not For Radios uh, from the 23rd of January. I know we have a, a, a long break from the radio show, but we were pretty tapped out at the end of last year, right? 
Very tapped out. I got an ulcer in my last week. Don't want to get those. I blame that on um, having to think too hard. <laughs> I don't like thinking too hard. Have a great one, guys. While everyone else has buggered off, we haven't. Jay and Dunk's summer of Not For Radio. 